Well, it's finally happened. It has finally happened. We are making history today. Solo show for Joe. Two thumbs pointed at this guy. And I'm super excited to finally get a solo show in after, what, two years and 152 episodes. I finally get to talk to myself. And as anybody who's been listening to the show with any type of regularity knows, I am the show. I love FP. I love LP. Blank there for a second. I love my boy Stevie. But let's be real. I am the show. And I'm excited to go solo tonight. I got a lot to talk about. Obviously, we're going to get into the Redskins and the Saints. We're going to talk about the return of Marlon Mack to the Washington Redskins. It may not seem like a big deal, but it kind of is. It kind of is. I'm going to touch a little bit on the preseason. The Wizards got a bunch of stuff going on. No Dwight Howard still. We're going to talk about the Caps season. Obviously, the Caps. So FP is actually working right now as I speak on material for our season preview for the NHL, for the for the Capitals, which will be coming later, up, later on this week. But for me, for tonight, yeah, you know, I want to get into the Brett Kavanaugh thing, and it's not as fun when Stevie isn't here to take some of my punches and, and try to return fire. But it's all Redskins tonight. And I really, I'm excited about this matchup on Monday night. We went into, we had an early season Monday night matchup last year against Kansas City. Obviously, a lot's changed since then. But going into that game, we looked at that and we're like, oh, man, we can win this one. It's going to put us on the national map. It's going to set things right moving forward. Well, you know, this game has a lot of those same feelings. Or I have a lot of those feelings about this game as I did about that game a year or so ago. I think if the Redskins go into New Orleans and finish the job that they started last year, this is a team that historically, look, we know how good New Orleans is. We know what Drew Brees can do. We know what Alvin Kamara can do. We know how good Michael Thomas is. We know we know the speed that that uh, that Teddy brings as another receiving weapon. We know how good the Saints are. The Skins were so close to putting that game away last year and ended up losing in overtime. This is a chance for redemption in in every sense of the word. Chris Thompson, I know, wants to get that game back. Obviously, he got injured last year. He wants this game. Adrian Peterson started, what, three games and was traded after the fourth for the Saints? I know he's 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 been on radio this week saying, you know, there's no bad blood, there's no bad blood, and I believe him, but come on, this is, this is against his former team just last year, right? We saw this in week one this year. AP went into Arizona with the skins, obviously, and he was determined to show them, hey, you made a mistake by not bringing me back. Now, I don't think anybody's going to say the Saints made a mistake by not sticking with the hot-handing Kamara, who is an absolute stud. Obviously, they get Mark Ingram back this week as well. The Saints are are loaded. Okay, so they you can't make you can't say that they were better with Adrian Peterson than they are today. Like that, you just can't say that. The Saints are a good team. They were better without him last year. They're better. They're still very good with without him this year. But the Redskins are a much improved team with him. And I believe he does. I mean, he's just that kind of guy, right? Like he's going to say the right things, but deep down inside. Yeah, there maybe is a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. We know he loves to play the Packers. We know he loves going up against Aaron Rodgers. Well, and I hope he starts to love going up against Drew Brees. I think we need AP to be successful for the Redskins to be successful, point blank. The receiver's got to find some catches. The defense has got to find a way to get off the field and, and slow down this, this Saints pass attack, which is just completely nuts. But uh, we're going to break all this down. We're going to get into so much more. Part two of this podcast, I will be joining 
the Who That Dish podcast based out of New Orleans. They cover the Saints. We cover the Redskins. So it will be the uh, the Monday night preview. Um, and that audio will be simulcast between both podcasts. So part one you're listening to right now. Part two will be record will be attached to it. So you know, for anyone listening, use a little bit of you know inside baseball here or behind the scenes. Everything gets stitched behind the scenes. So uh, they are being recorded actually at the same time. So while I'm doing this intro, Redskins specific, they're doing their intro, Saints specific, and in about two minutes or so, three minutes, four minutes, whatever it may be, I'm gonna hit pause. We're gonna go record, and then I'm gonna stitch it all all together, and then we'll have a 30 to 45 minute podcast with yours truly doing a lot of talking, and I'm still really excited about this. And for those that are asking, it's not that I just did this on my own. LP is on vacation, right? He's still on his bye week. Stevie on vacation. He's still on his bye week. Stevie's got some availability. He said maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. FP and I were scheduled to do this show today. We and we were recording on Tuesday. It's a kind of an off day for us, but you know, again, there's no there's no smoke and mirrors. You're no secrets. FP and I were supposed to be recording the show. FP at the last minute was like, "Yo, I got something going on. And for those that have been listening to the show, you know what that air quote something going on means. So he's not here. Well, I got some time and I got nothing. I got, I got a lot of opinions on a bunch of things and these guys don't let me talk or I feel like they don't let me talk. So I'm going to talk and I'm going to get into a lot of Redskin specific things I want to talk about. And like I said, we'll touch on the Wizards. We'll do some other things. But for right now, I want to talk Redskins. Let's talk about these Redskins. What can they do what can they do to win in New Orleans? I think the script is going to be real simple. AP is going to have to have a great game. Alex Smith is going to have to play mistake-free football. And the defense is going to have to force some turnovers. That's it. I think you do those things. And maybe maybe they're not the easiest things. Certainly, it's probably easier said than done against a team like New Orleans. But they have shown that they can go into that building in New Orleans, a hostile building, a hostile environment. They've shown they can do it. And they can almost come out on top. And I think this this Monday night, I think in a few nights from now, they're going to do it. I think they're going to go in, they're going to beat New Orleans, and they're going to enter officially the national stage as a team that is contending not just for the NFC East, but for the NFC period. Not a hot take. I think a very, very real possibility. The Redskins, with a win on Monday night in New Orleans, might might really be able to show that, hey, we're not just the best team in our division, which I think they are. I think the Cowboys are, are, are absolute poo-poo. Um, Dak is not an actual quarterback. Zeke is a beast, but that defense is not very good. The Giants, you know, Saquon Barkley is going to be the second coming of Barry Sanders. He's going to have a fantastic highlight-filled career with no quarterback and no help. And, you know, you can't say the Giants made a mistake by by drafting him, but you look at it a little bit more big picture here. Eli just it looks like the, the, the arm strength is gone. I mean, it seems like for the last decade he didn't want to be there, but now it really seems problematic. So they have talent, but they got a lot more question marks than they do uh, talent, right? Or they, they need a lot more. They need answers to these questions, especially especially at the quarterback position. And when was the last time we, when was the last time we saw a team – with a great running back, a talented wide receiver, an average defense, and no quarterback get anywhere. So I'm not buying the Giants. The Redskins here can really make a strong case for one of the better teams in the NFC if they can come out and lay the wood to the Saints. They don't even have to beat them. They don't have to blow them out. 
They just have to slow them down, which would give everybody going into the Saints bye week, coming out of the Redskins bye week. It'll give everybody, all the talking heads on TV, all the writers, all the bloggers, all the podcasters like us, everyone will be forced to talk about how good this Redskins defense really is. And frankly, the more you look at it and the more you study it, the more you say, you know what? Maybe they are better than we think. Maybe that front seven, especially that front three. When you look at this, look at that front three, you know, how can you say that Ionitis, Payne, and Jonathan Allen haven't played above or better than we expected them to? Even when looking at the the linebackers, Preston Smith, Zach Brown, Mason Foster. Mason Foster has now registered, what, 10 tackles in back-to-back weeks, leads the team in tackles. He's looked great. He's looked absolutely great. Ryan Kerrigan is a name that hasn't been called or mentioned much, but maybe this is the week he gets over that. Maybe something happens this week, right? And the secondary, frankly, has also played much better than we expected. You look at this Saints offense. They are potent, and they are getting a weapon back in Mark Ingram. If the Redskins can slow them down, keep them under 20 points or 22 points, everyone's going to be forced to respect this Washington Redskins defense. And with that comes national recognition, And we can have a conversation about how good the Washington Redskins really are. I've seen power rankings today that have the skins at five. I saw another one that has them at 10. You know, it's September, early October right now. It's hard to actually gauge these teams. But they do have a winning record. They did beat an NFC playoff contender, maybe Super Bowl contender, in the Green Bay Packers. And they have a big matchup against another one in the New Orleans Saints. They need this win. The Redskins need this win. And with that said... After a short break, the Who Dat Dish podcast, along with myself representing at Defeat the Curse podcast, are going to do a full game preview of Redskins at Saints Monday night in New Orleans. It's going to be a great game. It's going to it can potentially be a statement game for the Washington Redskins. The Saints certainly want to win as they head into their bye, but there's a lot on the line here, and there's there's a lot of NFC specific storylines that will play out and that will have that will be impacted by the winner and loser and the outcome of the game on Monday night. It's an early season big matchup for both teams. Redskins want to prove that they are for real. Redskins have to find a way to get their receivers involved. Redskins have to find a way to keep Drew Brees off the field. He's only 200 yards, I think, from he is 201 yards away from setting a new NFL record passing Peyton Manning for yards. How awesome would it be that the Redskins stop him from getting that record? How awesome would it be for the Redskins to get some payback after that overtime defeat last year in New Orleans? How awesome would it be for Adrian Peterson to go for 150 yards and two touchdowns or three touchdowns? How awesome would it be to see Josh Doxson actually resemble an NFL uh, an NFL wide receiver, go out there and catch five balls for 80 yards and a touchdown? We want everybody to be healthy at the end of Monday night, but we need a big win. Redskins, Redskins fans everywhere, we know we can go into NOLA and win because we've done it several times in the past. And we should have done it last year too. So what's it going to take? We'll get into the specifics, offensive and defensive. We'll even talk some special teams probably after a short break. Stay tuned. An extended game preview with the Who Dat Dish podcast coming up next. Who dat to another Saints game week and welcome into the Who Dat Dish podcast. 
We are part of the Fan Side and Network, bringing you everything New Orleans Saints, including news, analysis, opinions, and fantastic guests. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. Before we jump into intros, just wanted to let the listeners know this is being recorded on Tuesday, October 2nd, but you're hearing this either Thursday the 4th or Friday the 5th. So if any updates to this game occur between that time, we'll stay updated on our Twitter account at the WDD Podcast. So be sure to follow us there. Uh, we'll tweet out anything that happens that uh, we weren't able to put into the show. Um, but with me on this roundtable, as always, is our senior analyst, Charlie Pollock. What's going on, Charlie? What's up, man? Good to be back. Sorry, I missed uh, the Giants missed you, <clears throat> review. Uh, that that sucked, happened, but yeah. uh, good to be back. Tyler, what's up, dude? Oh, nothing much, man. Uh, just getting very excited because tomorrow I leave uh, uh, one of many uh, plane rides that will get me to New Orleans for this awesome game. I'm very stoked. But, uh, that's awesome, dude. I- I'm stoked for several reasons. And, and you leave at what time morning. tomorrow morning? Sorry. <laughs> mention Two the in the morning. Two- yeah, 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 man. That's rough. Yeah. You might as well just not sleep and start priming I mean, your liver now, out. dude. Just start <laughs> oh, you're funny. Back. You're very funny. <laughs> but, um, New Orleans, man. <laughs> yeah right i've got to come prepared but that's not the only reason why we're stoked tonight we've got great guests but um we've got a great episode great guests so let's introduce them so let's welcome back to uh let's welcome back amazing podcast that's been on before they cover all things of washington redskins among other dc washington you know um teams around here but let's welcome back joe from defeat to curse how you doing joe great to see you man Thank you guys for having me back. It's been I can't believe it's Ooh. been a year since we uh, we it's talked crazy. skins Redskins almost a year ago. But uh, we've been listening to your show. Thank you for having us back on as well. I, I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, yeah, Joe, Joe's a neighbor just to my south. He's uh, on the other side of the Potomac, as we like to say. Yes, in the in the better state known as Virginia. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't a hundred percent debate, but a little bit. Little rivalry going on already. I like, it. I like. Y'all it. don't have crabs. <laughs> we don't, but we also don't have potholes, and we got we got drivers that can stay in their lane. But look, if you want, I can talk for forty five minutes, an hour, if you want, just about the differences between Maryland and Virginia are on the on both sides of the belt. Oh but, yeah. yeah, But I am I am dying to get into the material and and start building this game up because. Uh, there's there's the Redskins have some unfinished business coming home from New Orleans last year. It's been a one very long year, and they have a chance at redemption <laughs> here in just a few days. Whew. Yeah, last year's game gave uh, everybody anxiety, both sides. <laughs> that was one of the uh, craziest games uh, almost any fan has seen in a really long time in the NFL, and that says something because crazy stuff goes on all the time in this league. Um, before we jump into it, Joe, if you want to plug away at uh, uh, where people can find you, find the podcast, uh, find you on social media, if you want to plug away, uh, maybe even for some of the other guys uh, uh, that's part of the podcast that weren't able to make it tonight. No, I'm not plugging them. They're not here, but I'll, there pl- you go. I'll plug okay. the show. It's <laughs> Perfect answer. <laughs> the, show, the show is Defeat the Curse, Defeating the Curse. And if, uh, if you have any any understanding whatsoever of dc sports you you know where that title kind of comes from and starts with it starts with the redskins even though our local hockey team the washington capitals are actually champions very very much so champions that's right that's right the uh the name lives on we uh you know for all of our cap shows this year defeating the curse or dtc is actually being rebranded defending the cup but uh, oh, at Defeat the Curse, at Defeat the Curse on Twitter, DefeatingTheCurse.com, uh, Facebook. You can find us everywhere. Spotify, 
SoundCloud, Google Play, everywhere and anywhere, basically. Type Defeat the Curse and we're going to pop up. But, um, you know, we've been doing this for a while, but the Redskins are, are my first love. I think they're, they are collectively our first love as a show. And, uh, you know, we, we bleed the burgundy and gold. And, and this, is a, this is a big matchup for us this week coming off a of bye. And, um, you know, two of our four co-hosts or two of, two of my co-hosts are still on the bye and, and really are just kind of still enjoying, you know, having a winning record uh, coming out of it. But, you know, the Saints, are, the Saints are a juggernaut. But I'm hopeful. I think the Redskins may have uh, just the right pieces to slow them down. That, that's my, you know, my analysis, my 30,000-foot analysis. The Redskins are coming off a bye, and the Saints are about to enter their bye after this week. Uh, so interesting little tidbit there. Um, but, yeah, let, let's jump into this game. Um, a lot of interesting storylines going on, obviously, in the forefront of, for, for Saints fans, at least, and for NFL history. Drew Brees is 201 passing yards away uh, from breaking the all-time NFL record set by Peyton Manning. Um, so... It, it it almost seemed like he was going to be able to break it against the Giants the way the first uh, three weeks uh, were or treated Drew Brees. Um, but he unfortunately only got 217 yards. Um, and so now he's 201 away, which Tyler may be able to witness. Uh, his wish may I'm come praying. true. Um, praying, and that's man. all that's what you wanted. And I doubted it. I thought he was going to be able to get it, get it against the Giants. But uh, uh, luckily for you, I was wrong. So um, uh, Drew Brees. Looks like, but again, this is a tough Washington Redskins uh, defense. Uh, they're coming into this game two and one. Their only loss against the Indianapolis Colts, twenty-one to nine, in Week Two. Uh, again, they're coming off the bye, and before that, they had a very impressive win um, at home over the uh, Green Bay Packers. Um, and the game is in the uh, Dome in New Orleans. Monday Night Football, uh, going to be very exciting. First primetime game for both of these teams in the 2018 season. Uh, so first time the national audience is going to get a very deep look at uh, either of these very impressive teams. Um, and before it's all said and done, I, I, I think uh, uh, I'm going to sound less crazy than I am right now because we're going to talk about it a lot. But not only could this be a preview of a playoff game, I think that this game could definitely be a preview of possibly the NFC championship game. Um, because I, I think that both of these teams have the ability I'll to go take, there. Sir. I've, I've been really impressed with how the Redskins have been, but we'll get into that a little bit uh, later. The um, uh, over-under for this game is 52.5, the spread at 6.5 uh, in favor of the Saints. So um, very interesting, obviously, primetime game at home for the Saints. Uh, they're going to be favored with, uh, even with the Redskins coming off a of bye, you have Adrian Peterson, Paul Richardson, Trent Williams, and Josh Norman, all questionable, um, and the Saints, for the most part, are fairly healthy. Uh, so I think that that plays a factor into it. We'll get into that. Uh, a little deeper in a second. I want to rattle off some stats before I uh, get to your guys' opinions on this game. Um, the Redskins defense leads the league in yard sacrifice with just 834. Of course, they are coming off a bye, but they're still third uh, in the league for yard sacrifice per game. They're only trailing Jacksonville and Baltimore, uh, and they only trail Jacksonville and Detroit uh, in terms of pass yard sacrifice per game at 187.3. Second in points uh, are the Redskins as well, 14.7. Really impressive. So for reference, this New Orleans defense is 29th in defensive points. We're sacrificing on average 30 points a game. Um, and 30th in pass yards per game, sacrifice 311. No surprise there. We, we, we see that firsthand. Uh, but luckily, the Saints' mark of 79.5 first yard sacrifice per game is third in the league, and Washington ranks seventh. Um, on offense, the Saints are fourth in total yards per game at 418. Washington is 14th with 383. 
Um, Saints are seventh in passing yards per game. Redskins are 18th. Uh, the Redskins are also fifth with 137 rush yards per game. Saints are uh, now 17th with 104. Um, and points per game, the Saints are third in the league with 34.3. Redskins are 23rd with 21. Point three, but still the Redskins win on an average of seven points. So that's still really impressive. But um, I'll go to you, Joe. Um, the history between this team is obviously crazy. The Redskins lead the series 17 to nine. And the last matchup was uh, in 2017 in November, where the Saints pulled that epic comeback uh, victory 34 to 31 in overtime. Um, and obviously a little bit of controversy in that game. A lot of memories from that. And I can't believe it's already been a year, but through the history of these teams have been very exciting. We talked about the RG3 game in the past before uh, his his very first game in the NFL went off in the Dome. Uh, another great memory between these two teams. But what type of game do you expect to go down this Sunday between uh, these 2-1, uh, and 3-1 one, and one early season, very impressive teams? What type of game do you expect to go down in the Dome? So I'm actually expecting a an ugly one, and I, I'll take the under on the points. I think the Redskins wow. can win this game, but I think it's going to be a little bit sloppy. I think... This is one of those games that in in years past I've just been a hundred percent wrong on, especially last year. I didn't think um, I didn't think the Redskins had a chance to win it, and and sure enough, they essentially won it. But Drew Brees did do Drew Brees things, and and the game got away from the skin. So looking at it this year, you know, Chris Thompson has got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder coming back in there. He was injured in that game last year. If he didn't get injured, I think it would be fair to say that the Redskins win that game. Adrian Peterson, a name that should sound very familiar to Saints fans. Is has been you know he he's got a chip on his shoulder too. I know he's going to come out and say and he's been saying it all week. We heard him at practice actually earlier today saying, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, there's a business here. I got nothing but love and blah blah blah. But you know what? He ran angry against the Cardinals and I expect him to run really angry against the Saints, especially that you know. Come on, let's let's be real here. He got beat out by by uh, by Ingram and Kamara last year. He just didn't look like himself. He he didn't have a spot in that offense. But he gets a chance here at redemption and to show, hey, you know, like maybe it wasn't a fit there. And I don't think anyone can argue with that. But if he comes out and does what he did, what he's done now in two of the three games against the Packers and against the Cardinals, I think the Redskins can win this game. But I don't expect it to be an air show. I actually I know it sounds crazy, but I, I would take and I'm a, I'm actually a big Drew Brees guy. I'm a, I'm a huge Drew Brees mark. But I'm gonna. I don't think he gets the record this week either. I this this Redskins defense is really talented. They are somewhat under the radar because, for whatever reason, the Redskins don't get any national media love. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories, and and we don't have to talk about all that stuff. But you look at this team. You look at this the secondary unit, which was supposed to not be very good. Hey, you know what? Newsflash. They're they're actually pretty good. You look at the the front seven where it's a mix of rookies and and second second year players, and they weren't supposed to be that good so soon. And yeah, they don't generate a lot of uh, a lot of sacks. Well, that's true, but they also frustrated one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the league last week, in mm. in uh, in Aaron Rodgers. And got to him. They they got to him. They got to him. And yeah, okay, he's not mobile. Whatever. Like he he's got his bum leg. Fine. But this defense is really good, and there's enough talent on it that I think they can frustrate and maybe – I don't think anyone can stop Alvin Kamara, but I think he can be slowed down. And frankly, sometimes you just look at a team's strength and you say, well, maybe that's their weakness too. Chris Thompson, he doesn't get the national love that, that Kamara does, and rightfully so because he's not, he's not Alvin Kamara, but he does a lot of the same things. He's going to catch those dinks and dunks as the check down back. It, and it used to be – sorry, I, you know, I'm even going to walk that back. It used to be check down stuff from Kirk Cousins. 
these are not check down passes that he's catching off Alex Smith. These are designed plays to go to the halfback or the scat back coming out of the backfield. They're designed to grab mm-hmm. seven to ten yards at a time. The Redskins do it as good as anyone in the league, with the exception of the Saints. I think the Saints have set a different, a completely different bar. I mean, the bar's on a different uh, on a different planet when it comes to how uh, Sean Payton utilizes Kamara out of the backfield. Yeah. He Getting, loves his running backs. He does, but he he, loves them. but I'm actually looking at him. You know what? Ingram may get if Ingram gets seven to ten touches, maybe maybe twelve touches in this game. Mm. Those are you know that's probably eight to nine plays less that Kamara's not on the field. That's a good thing for the Washington Redskins. The Redskins sure. have to find a way to get receivers involved because that is the Achilles heel of this team. But again, on paper. The Saints really don't play any defense. They're one of the worst passing mm-hmm. defenses in the league. So maybe this is the game coming off a bye where Jay Gruden, who deserves a lot of credit for his offensive – I'm not going to say he's a genius, but he deserves a lot of credit for what he can do with offensive pieces of any caliber. If he's had two weeks to study this team, maybe this is the week that they can get right as a unit against a de- against a defensive unit in the Saints that just isn't – that secondary just is not very good. I don't know why they forgot how to tackle. I don't know what's going on with the Saints all of a sudden, but this mm. might be the week that Paul Richardson, you know, gets more than two targets, or that Josh Doxson finally catches a ball, or that Jamison Crowder maybe gets, you know, you know, five grabs for 110 yards, or Jordan Reed or Vernon Davis. There's they have to get the receivers in particular involved, which they haven't done all season. But this it's just to me, the more I look at it, you know, I don't expect Alex Smith to come out and throw for 500 yards, but if he can get 250 and two touchdowns to receivers. I think the Redskins can win this game. Mm, yeah, For sure. You guys got a lot of weapons there on on offense. It, it, same with the Saints, and it comes down to whether or not the teams are going to be able to utilize them well. Speaking of weapons, obviously, uh, like like Joe just mentioned, Mark Ingram is coming back uh, after serving his four game suspension. Uh, perfect timing as well. The Saints have a lot of momentum, so getting him back uh, now is just going to uh, add fuel to the fire. Um, Charlie Tyler, how big? Obviously, Tyler, you're going to be there to witness. Uh, and you guys are predicting that he's going to be there leading the Houdat chant. Also, Devery Henderson will be honored at the game as well. I know Devery Henderson uh, he's will be, be signing autographs, signing autographs of the game, which is which is super awesome. So, uh, um, Devery Henderson will be there. Mark Ingram will be uh, uh, obviously coming back, so he might be leading uh, like that chant, which would be uh, very exhilarating for you, Tyler, especially for, sure. uh, but for all of Houdat. But for uh, in terms of on the field. Um, what kind of impact is he going to have? Um, I, I'm kind of with Joe. I, I, I think 12 touches, 12, 13 maybe, are going to be max max touches for, for Ingram. He might be in there for, for 20 to 25 plays total, um, and, he, and he might end up uh, uh, getting even more actual receptions uh, depending on the way uh, the Saints offense is going. But um, for you guys, what do you think about uh, his overall impact that he could have coming back? How will the Saints play him? How uh, lenient will Sean Payton be with letting him touch the ball? What, what, what do you guys think will happen with Ingram on his return? You want me to go first, Charlie, or you want to Go for it, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, man? Okay. So a part of me, honestly, a part of me is almost just like, screw it, Jubilees, throw for 300 yards, billion touchdowns. Uh, that's a part of me because I really want him to get the record. But a part of me is like, like, we could tell. Like, Ingram has been, we've been missing Ingram, you know, like, Without Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, our running game would literally be nothing right now. So a part of me just wants to be like, Sean Payne's going to go balls to the walls. Like, Ingram, you're getting a billion touches. Like, run all over. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen him so angry before. We've seen him be a monster before. And Twitter uh, Twitter is a crazy place. But if Twitter is any indication 
on what Mark Ingram is feeling right now. He wants to get back out there and he wants to run wild on wh- whatever team we're play- uh, playing right now, you know, and uh, nothing against the Redskins. Uh, they're just the first team he's coming to play back. But I think it's going to be crazy. And I low key kind of hope that maybe, uh, as sad to say it, maybe Drew Brees doesn't get the record. But if Mark Ingram runs wild in his first appearance back since being suspended, I'll take what I can get. You know what I mean? But what do you do, Charlie? Uh, I well, I think Mark's gonna have a huge impact in this game. That's what I he's, think for sure. He's fresh. He's been working out. Um, you know, at the high at the high school down in Florida, he worked out with uh, Lane Kiffin. Mm. Um, he's ready to go. I mean, he was waiting at the at the airport at midnight. After the Giants game, right, just, just ready that, to get yep. back with his teammates. And, that was awesome. Yeah, and the the skins do, um, you know, through their first three games, do have what looks like to be a really solid defense, especially in the passing game. Um, but the one area that they struggled in those three games is in the running game, and which kind of surprises me because they have those two Bama beasts up front. They have a solid front seven. Um, yeah. You know, I'm uh, that that stat to me is kind of kind of. Weird. I honestly, would think would think it'd be the opposite. I would think that their their uh, running game would be stronger than their passing game defense. But mm. I think Mark has a huge impact in this game. As far as the amount of touches go, it's obviously going to depend on the kind of game we get into. If we get into a shootout, you know, those might go down a little bit. If if it's more of a ground and pound kind of game, you know, his touches could be up. But um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, do I, I got I got a couple thoughts on Mark Ingram. I don't mean to cut you off, but if you're going to compare him to somebody, you know, the Redskins have faced a couple different types of red uh, of running backs so far on this young season. You look at Week One and what they did against David Johnson, right? Who's comparable? Uh, Mark Ingram is comparable in running style, right? He tends to put his head down, just try to just run over people as opposed to run around them. The Redskins defense actually prefers to see that as opposed to the Alvin Kamara type, who's going to catch a ball. Or, or do some zone blocking. You're trying to get through the line a little bit more creatively. I think Mark Ingram is going to have a, uh, a, a not I'm going to say a rude awakening because he's coming on. He's coming in fresh and ready to roll. And I I do buy into some of the I want. He wants to prove some people wrong or prove some people that you know he's back and whatever. But he's going to meet three guys across the front. Uh, you know, in in the Redskins three four in Allen Payne and Ionitis that can really really hurt people. And I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think he's it's. I don't think the Saints have seen anyone or a front three or, or a three four as good as the Redskins, and and certainly Ingram hasn't seen anybody all season. So I think the first couple times he gets he gets wrapped up and taken to the ground, he's gonna he's gonna wake up and or he's gonna it, it'll shock him a little bit. We've been watching so Jonathan Allen a, and Payne. the only real difference I can think of is so when we played you guys last year, was Jonathan Allen in that game? No, he was no he was at that point he was already on IR. He was hurt. Yep, he was hurt. All right, so the the two differences especially in the front seven that, that the Saints will have to figure out are, are the two Bama boys, Jonathan Allen and Payne, um, which are two big pieces. But I, I do remember last year Ingram and Kamara, they, they, they really had their way in the running game with the Redskins. Yes. I, I think I think you're right. I think it'll be a little bit more tougher on the ground. Uh, Offensive honestly, line play. Because our running game really hasn't clicked yet at all. I mean, yeah. we've our, our running – our rushing stats are kind of skewed because we've gotten uh, Taysom Hill involved a lot in our running game with the read option, which is another wrinkle the Redskins are going to have to try to figure out. Just like every other team that we play, they're going to have to figure it out. Um, 
But it looked like tour as that Giants game sort of went on, our running game clicked, and it really, really started to look like the 2017 running game that was. Yeah, but the Giants you know, are terrible. The Giants are terrible. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. terrible. They have they have no. I mean, look, the Giant the Giants have been lit up by a, a couple of teams, and the Saints are a really good team. But I mean, the the Giants are a division rival for us. We look at them, we studied them, uh, you know, and and I, I've said this a couple times already. They. It, you know, Saquon Barkley is basically the second coming of Barry Sanders. He's going to have a fantastic individual career, but because there's no quarterback there anymore, he's going to struggle. That team is going to struggle for many, many, many years unless they find a way to get Eli out of there and a real quarterback in there to actually th- be able to throw the ball more than five or ten yards on the field. So, savage. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not comparing. Uh, I mean, the Redskins are are superior to the Giants uh, offensively, and certainly they are defensively. And you know. Uh, Yes, Jonathan Allen didn't play last year, and even the games that he played early on in the season, he, as uh, you know, we we're very close to the team. We cover them. He came in essentially starting in April with a completely different mindset than he did as a rookie, and it and it was rubbed off on guys like Payne and even even some of the even some of the veterans that have been around here. You're going to hear the name Mason Foster a lot on Monday night. Mason Foster has yeah. now registered uh, ten tackles and back to back back to back games for the Redskins. He leads the team wow. in tackles. The guy he, uh, led the uh, league in tackles last year. He's he? incredible, and he's not the best linebacker. I remember he did he did have a really, really, really hard time trying to keep up with rookie Kamara last year. I, I absolutely, remember. absolutely, and that so, that's not going mean, to change. But you know, he's not even the best <laughs> linebacker on the team. I mean, Zach Brown and Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan yeah, is Zach a name. Really good. Ryan Kerrigan is a name you likely won't hear a lot on Monday night, but he impacts he impacts the game tremendously as well. I'm just telling you, this is. I, I, the the country, you know, this is their people. first look at the Redskins, and I think this is going to be a coming out party for the Washington Redskins, especially as a defensive unit. Offensively, there's a lot of question marks around the receivers. Alex Smith is not he's he's never going to wow you or blow your socks off. But this defensive unit, they are fast, they are young, they can hit, and and Josh Norman for for all the talking he does or used to do. He can still he can still go up there and mm. and and pick a ball out of the air and if he had a fumble you, recovery uh, against uh, Green Bay, yeah and and our safety about it though I, th- I think I think Norman's probably having a, one of his more down years than he's recently it's had a quiet, so far I mean, it's only, a quiet we've only season. played three games yeah and and we asked him we actually I asked him that question actually uh, going into the bye week or going sorry going into the Packers game I said you know does it feel a little different he said yeah no one's throwing me the ball and that that's actually by the numbers. That's why it sounds like it feels like he's having a wow. down year. They just don't throw him they just don't throw the ball anywhere at him. And he's he's doing the whole like roaming around the field thing now, which he was he talked a lot of trash about it last year. He's like, Oh, I wanna I wanna cover the number ones and blah blah blah. So I expect him to, to see a lot of Michael Thomas should see a lot of a lot of Norman. Um, you know, but I, I just I, I'm I'm not seeing it. I think Ingram I think he'll be excited to get in there, but I, I don't think he's gonna you know what's a good game for Ingram? I mean, give give me some numbers here. He's gonna go what? Twelve carries for fifty yards, sixty yards. It depends. No, that would probably be a bad game for. Yeah, a good game would be eight. I think I think eight, eight anywhere anywhere around 75, 80 yards off. If if he gets into double digit carries, uh, anything less than like like fifteen carries, uh, eighty five yards tops, and then like if he gets around like eleven, twelve carries, yeah, like seventy five yards would be an okay game. I expect him to get a touchdown too, though. I expect him to be using the goal line. Yeah, we love and our offensive line. I, 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 our offensive line has been uh, stepping up because obviously, I mean, they were already they were already great last year. A little bit too slow start. 
uh, to begin this year. But Max Unger, other than uh, the game against Cleveland, has been uh, uh, great this year. Uh, Andres Pete has been uh, also improving, uh, even though he's been uh, a little bit banged up. Um, and obviously Larry Warford, Ryan Ramchick um, have been just killing it. Teron Armstead is the unsung hero of this offense. He was able to keep um, uh, last week. And, and I, I mean, I, I'd even argue Cleveland, he was able to keep Miles Garrett at bay for the most part, obviously. Um, but also last week. No, uh, he 100% shut out Miles Garrett, yeah. who leads the league in sacks. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. My bad. Yeah, I was trying to think of something. No, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, it was Miles Garrett. He uh, didn't let any sacks up against him. Yeah. Um, so, and, and Toronto Armstead has been playing uh, very impressively uh, outside of that game. He's healthy, well. too. That's um, what and counts. Yeah, yeah, he's healthy, which is great. So, um, I, I, yeah, I. I could definitely see uh, uh, Mark Ingram uh, getting up there into the uh, 75 to 80 yard range. And uh, like I said, I expect him to be a touchdown uh, from our offensive line. Um, defensively, uh, for both of these teams, uh, we, we've obviously talked about the stats, but on paper, uh, a lot of names pop out. Uh, obviously, the Saints got Demario Davis, uh, who was up there for, for the leading tackles last year, uh, with obviously Mason Foster. Zach Brown has also led the NFL in tackles at one point in his career. Um, Preston Smith. Uh, notable name, used to play in Buffalo. Um, and then you also have, obviously, the Bama boys, Jonathan Allen, Aaron Payne, as uh, um, Charlie was mentioning. And opposite Josh Norman, Quentin Dunbar. Um, and you also have second-year safety, Monte Nicholson, uh, for the Redskins, which I was uh, uh, expecting maybe the Saints to, uh, again, that 2017 draft in, in the mid-rounds out of Michigan State. Ends up going to you guys, uh, and he's your starting strong safety. You also have DJ Swearinger. Um, we saw him dap up. That was He's so good. funny when he dapped up uh, Haha Clinton Dix when he got that interception. <laughs> right. I don't know. I I think it was just like a little uh, brain fart or something, or he was just he was just feeling the adrenaline. That's something I would totally do on the sidelines, though, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. If somebody if somebody just hands it out to give me a high five, I'm gonna high five the hand. I don't. Um, I thought that was funny, but no, yeah. Good player. Uh, he's been able to be a centerpiece on defense for quite a few different teams over his uh, fairly young career. So, um, and and for the Saints, obviously, we have uh, like I mentioned, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan. Um, who is climbing up the the, the ladder for uh, most sacks in the the NFL? Uh, playing really impressive, Sheldon Rankins, Mar- Marcus Davenport seems to be uh, like he's good to go. Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams. Other than that, secondary, not much to say, especially with Patrick Robinson on IR. Um, I'll start with you, Joe. Let's just make this roundtable where we talk about the the team's defense. Uh, talk about some players you uh, are, are expecting big games out of guys you would like to see step up as well and just overall and and obviously joe you've talked about how you think they'll handle Inger, but overall through the game how do you think uh, uh the defense will uh, perform on sunday so the redskins have been doing something that they haven't done in years past which is actually spell guys when they're not tired right and they've gotten into a nice rhythm early on in the season in the in well it's i mean we're still early on in the season but in the first two games against the cardinals and against the colts uh both jonathan allen and deron Payne were on snap counts so they were they were only playing I think thirty five and forty percent of games one and two against the Packers they played seventy and eighty uh, percent respectively. So Tim Settle saw a big a cut in his snaps. Ryan Anderson, another Bama boy, saw a cut in his snaps as well. Um, so and and Pernell McPhee saw a snap uh, um, mm. saw a, a cut in his snaps played as well. The team defensively looked much better against the Packers, and it was clear. Like, Ionitis is a name. Like, he is the hero for me on this team. He is up front, and he does everything really well. This is a guy who's improved tremendously year after year being in the league. And, you know, if I got to give you one name to kind of be on the lookout for, 
I'm actually going to go with Josh Norman, and I think he's due for he's due for something more than what he's given us in years or in games past. Um, and the second is Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan actually hasn't has yet to register um, a, a a a tackle for a loss or a sack. And I think you know I don't I don't see him getting um, I, I don't see him getting that sack against Drew Brees. But I think I, I just I just have a sneaky suspicion that you're gonna that they're gonna change things up depending on what the Saints come out and do. If if it's a bunch of Kamara um, early and often, then you're gonna see the the, the flat three four that they played against the Packers to basically try to control that line of scrimmage a little bit. If it's Ingram, I think you're gonna see them switch to a four three. You're gonna see Tim Settle probably the um, the you know the the big guy from Virginia Tech come in and just clog up some running lanes. So. This is a very unique defense. It's very different than years past where the personnel were the personnel and the coaches basically were locked to using, you know, the front seven, were they were not interchangeable. They somewhat are right now. Like, Deron Payne can be moved off of that nose tackle spot. He can do something different. He gives you something different than in years past at that position. So I, I don't think there's going to be gaping holes for um, – for the Saints to just run through the way they did against the Giants, especially in the second half of that game, you know. But looking at it, I think the you know the biggest question marks for me, you know, and I, I do enjoy watching the Saints, but I got a lot of question, you know, outside of Michael Thomas, who's you know targeted what uh, 20, 30 times now over four games or something, yeah. whatever it is, has been nuts. I don't know who else is going to go catch the ball. Benjamin Watson has been playing exactly. tight end. He's been, been playing tight end for every week. like twenty five years. I feel like Benjamin Watson. Uh, I feel like I remember his rookie season with the Patriots when Tom Brady was not the quarterback. I don't, I don't know what the, I don't. He just seems really, really, really old um, to be the tight end of of a of a team that's competing for the NFC crown. You know, Cam Meredith had a couple beautiful grabs for the Bears last year. I don't think he, has he caught a ball this year. I'm I'm not even sure. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's and then touchdown too. You know, and and you know, Ted Ginn just doesn't scare me anymore. Like I, I know he's got, he, he used to have wheels. I assume he's still got something, right? Because he's playing opposite Michael Thomas. But mm. this te- the defensively, I think it's a it's a good matchup for the Redskins, and I think it was last year too. And you know, again, without Thompson going down last year, I think the Redskins, I think the Redskins win that game last year, and I and I I think they're going to win it on Monday as well. I just I think they match up really well. This is one of those teams where. On paper, you look at it, and uh, you know I, I'm actually buying that this could be a, a, a playoff preview as well here. Maybe an NFC, um, you know, that maybe the NFC championship is on the line, and that that benefits the Skins. Assuming both teams are fully healthy, Drew Brees is a stud, but this Redskins defense is sneaky good, and I think a lot of people are going to see it for the first time on Monday and be really impressed with it. Yeah, we definitely make the game a lot more exciting. Charlie, uh, Tyler, Saints defense thoughts, uh, guys, you you want to see step up? Ha, and also on the flip side, taking off uh, what Joe said, anything the Saints can do to, to, to counter some of the schemes, some of the talent there on the, the Redskins uh, defensive front? You go yeah, first, Charlie. I mean, they definitely, I mean, they have a strong defensive front. There's, there's, there's no doubt about it. But um, I, I don't think it's something that, like it's not something that would scare me like going up against Aaron Donald and uh, and Dominican Sue a little bit later on in the season. Um, you know, I, the only thing that is just kind of, first of all, the skins have played three games. So it's kind of, it's really hard to gauge what they have going on. They, they, they kind of beat up on a really, really horrendous uh, Cardinals team in week one. Um, AP really had a good game that day. 
And then next week they at home they laid an egg to the Colts, and the Colts are better than what we thought they would be, I guess. Um, but I still I'm not really sure how how good they are. And then and then the next week they they go and beat up on the uh, the the Packers. So I I kind of don't really a hundred percent know what the skins are per se. Um, you know I, I think they're better than they were last year. I think Alex Smith gives them more of a steady hand than Kirk Cousins, though I think Kirk Cousins has more arm talent than him. Um, but but then again, I think uh, Alex Smith led the league in deep balls last year. So, I mean, Alex Smith can do it. Uh, the defense of the Redskins, yeah, for sure. When you look at the matchup, um, there's a lot to like about that defense. Um, but, I, you know, on, on the Saints side, I think, there's, I think there's probably a little bit more to like about the offense. Um, Michael Thomas is... Uh, fourth in the league in yards, um, and Alvin Kamara's fifteenth in the league in yards. Um, and on the Redskins' offense, there's there's really nothing there other than Chris Thompson that really that really worries me. Um, he, he's he's a he's a matchup nightmare, a lot like Kamara. Not keep putting him on the same level as Kamara, but as far as matchups, he's he's their he's their ace in my opinion. Um, but on the outside, uh, Josh Doxson has has done basically nothing his entire career. Uh, Paul Richardson's pretty. He he seems like he's a good uh, deep threat. He should be a good deep threat. Not really seeing much from him. Jamison Crowder's a great slot receiver. He's probably the, you know, their their most talented receiver. And then there's Jordan Reed, who at times can look like one of the best uh, receiving tight ends in the NFL, and then he's hurt or he doesn't show up. So a lot of inconsistencies and, and question marks on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think if the Saints can jump out to an early lead. Um, you know, an early, especially an early two-score lead. I think at that point the Saints will run away because I don't, I don't see enough firepower on the Redskins' offense to be able to catch up. If the Saints, the Saints are just look. It's a Monday night game in the dome. That is one of the hardest places to play, even during our our seven and nine years. I mean, that is really one of the hardest plays places to come in and win. The way you do that is you stop the offense early, uh, and and you jump out to an early lead, and you can take the crowd out of it. That's a tall task. The Saints have overall probably the most talented offense, maybe after the Rams. Um, and as far as our other receiving threats, I, I'm kind of with you, Joe. I, it, it really does kind of frustrate us Saints fans when you know we know that Cam Meredith is good. He's he's come on really slow. Our rookie Traquan Smith had a phenomenal summer, and he he's extremely talented. And he's just one of those guys who's going to get better and better and better. Um, and Ted Ginn can still do what Ted Ginn does. Ted Ginn can do. He's still he's still able to fly. Um, and, and his hands his hands have gotten a lot better uh, catching passes from Drew Brees. But um, I, I definitely agree with you there. And that our and I've been saying it since week one, where you know it really looks like on offense it's Thomas Kamara, Thomas Kamara, Thomas Kamara. But we also didn't have you know one of our best offensive players the first four games in Mark Ingram and he he really changes the the scope and the complexion of of the offense in in game plans uh, he's one of the better screen receivers or screen screen running running backs in the NFL um and he's a really good running back I mean, he's a pro bowl running back for a reason so yeah it's going to be a fun game uh not so sure about how the score is going to go because I think this game can really go in a million different ways. Um, and I guess we'll get into score predictions a little bit later on, but um, I'm really excited. I'm actually really excited to see this, this Bama front 
against because I'm, I'm calling on the Bama front because there's a lot of Bama dudes up there. Um, but this Redskins front against the Saints O line, the Saints O line looks like it's finally starting to come together. In the passing game, it's really coming together. But in the running game, and I've said before on the podcast that I think the running back really does make the O-line. That's a line that I've stolen from Bill Polian, who knows a lot more about football than I'll ever know. But uh, he he always used to say the, the running back makes the offensive line. It's not the other way around. When Mark Ingram comes back Monday night, I really think you'll see a big boost in our running game. And then there's – honestly, this is silly, and every week it's kind of like a joke with Taysom Hill, but every time the guy's on the field, something happens. Can you play corner, <laughs> that's though? That's for sure. <laughs> Can you play corner, though? You know, that's the thing is, like, uh, our secondary our secondary looks like it's fine. They kept everything in front of them they on were, yeah, Sunday, yeah. which which is which is important. <laughs> we, don't, we can't be blowing we'll coverages. But like I said earlier, there's no one outside of Jamison Crowder out on the outside for the Redskins. That really worries me at all. Well, uh, almost any receiver worries me going up against uh, Ken Crawley this year. Uh, and we also now have P.J. Williams in the slot. But they did uh, uh, do fairly well against the Giants last week. Obviously True. kept them only 18 points. Um, Eli Manning um, was overthrowing guys, and we didn't get a lot of pressure. So uh, a lot of the, um, I, I guess, errors on the um, offense side of the ball from the Giants were due to a fairly good coverage on the side of New Orleans. Alex, this them. one, the Alex Smith, Alex Smith will make will make us pay. Yes. Like, yes. unlike Eli, who was missing open receivers, not even yeah. not even seeing them during the game, which was kind of crazy. Uh, Alex Smith is is a good quarterback. He he will find if if we're blowing coverages, he will find those open those open guys and will make us pay. But and I think you can actually expect to see some of that from the Redskins. You look at what their, their game plan against the Packers was very. Uh, I think it's going to be very similar to what their game plan for the Saints is, especially for the first quarter. And Jay Gruden loves to look at quarters in halves, right? So in the first half of the first quarter, he's going to take one or maybe two deep shots, depending on how the Saints come out defensively. And it's it's what he did against the Packers, and he was hoping for that that perfect opportunity to get Paul Richardson his one target on a forty uh, on a forty plus yard route. And it, it happened to work against the Packers. It did not work against the Cardinals in Week One. So I think you, you'll ex- you should expect to see Alex Smith do at least I would say one shot in the first quarter and probably one more in the second quarter, depending on if they get it to work or not. I think you're also going to see a lot of triple tight end sets. Um, this is something that that Jay has been talking about wanting to do more of to keep the field uh, to keep the field wide, as he likes to say, right? Or that's that's kind of our term for it. So when Reed, Davis, and Sprinkle, Sprinkle's not going to go catch a ball, but if Reed and Davis are both uh, flanking your offensive line, that forces defenses to sit back, which then you can actually run a guy like Adrian Peterson either through the line or you can try to work something to the edges, to Doxson in particular, because you likely get man-to-man on the outside. So Josh has not had a good season. He hasn't had a good NFL career, period. But he has turned in, uh, in two consecutive games now, large a, a, um, a pass interference calls in the favor of the Redskins, right? So he doesn't get separation. He frankly, you know, if it's up around him, it's a 50-50 ball. There's a 50% chance he'll go catch it. He's not consistent about that either. Um, but he, he, you still have to respect him at least a little bit for right now. Um, and, and frankly, you know, it's not a knock on the Saints, uh, you know, individuals, but the defense just hasn't played well. And Eli is a terrible quarterback. You know, I'll, I'll underscore what I said a little bit earlier. Alex Smith will sit back, and this offensive line, the Redskins' offensive line, has done a good job keeping him upright. Alex Smith knows how to get left and right in the pocket and kind of avoid pressure. If they keep the double tight end set, and he has Jordan Reed on one side, Vernon Davis on the other, as security blankets with Chris Thompson coming out of the back, 
Dachshund should see, and, and, and Crowder as well, they should both be able to find soft spots in, in a zone defense where they're either man-to-man or there's just pockets. And Alex Smith can make those passes. So, like, I think, you know, again, I am I am a homer, but I look at, I'm trying to look at it a little bit more holistically. I really do think this sets up really well for the Redskins. The, the only way that they lose this game is if they get down, and I agree totally, if they get down two scores or three, then and they have to rely on throwing the ball, it's it's game over for the skins. That is not their game plan. They need they need Adrian Peterson to have 20, 20 to twenty five touches. You know they need to get him a touchdown and maybe a hundred and twenty yards, something similar to what happened in week one. And you know Chris Thompson needs to get his yards and Jordan Reed too. Jordan Reed is is almost unguardable when he's healthy, working the middle of the field. So um, yeah, this is a this is a good offense. It's a below average, but can be good offensive unit for the Redskins. Yeah, I think. Through sure. through their first three games, I think they're kind of underperformed. I mean, just I'm kind of waiting for that offense to click and take off. I know Jay's a good offensive coach. Um, Alex is is such an underrated quarterback. I mean, since 2011, he's third in wins behind Brady and, and Ben. Um, you know, he, he did have the benefit of playing for a really good uh, Andy Reid team in 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 uh, Kansas City. But Alex is a good quarterback. I'm definitely an Alex. Alex Smith fan. I've always been an Alex Smith fan, even when he punished us uh, in 2011 in the playoffs with, with Vernon Davis. Yeah, man. Like coming into this game, I swear to God, I was just seeing nightmare flashbacks of the 2011 playoff game. But uh, Vernon's definitely lost a couple steps since then. He uh, he actually had a good game. It's funny, man. When we played you guys last year, Vernon had a good game. He had a crucial drop late in the game. Uh, and Jeremy Sprinkles cost him, the, cost him the game. Cost him the game because yeah, Reed, I mean, Reed was, was out. Vernon Davis caught the ball at like the, well, he had one where he caught the ball at like the 15 yard line. It did not get, he couldn't get down uh, to stop the clock. I think that was in the late in the third quarter or fourth quarter. I'm, I'm blanking. And then he dropped a, a huge pass. Uh, yeah, he, he, he had some struggles. He's, he's been better this year so far, but Jordan, Jordan Rui, he's healthy. He, he's, he's an animal. And these receivers have to just have to be better period. I mean, they, this offense, you know this this hybrid West Coast offense. You you like the your X receiver or I think it's the Y receiver, which used to be Garcon in the in the Redskins offense. You have to have a guy who can just go catch the ball consistently. Doxson hasn't done that. Richardson hasn't been given the opportunity to do it, and Crowder has had some injury issues and just consistency problems. But this the Redskins you know wide receiving core has only been targeted. Get this, guys, they've been targeted thirty two times total total in three games well, in, uh, with 23 catches that's it yeah i mean i'm what was through the stats and what I, was the rub what was the rub on alex smith down in kc how long did he go without throwing a touchdown pass to the to a right. wide receiver that's that's just kind of his mojo and uh by the way i'm expecting more out of jordan reed because he is going to be starting in my fantasy and and he well, I, 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 I benched him fantasy. i benched him after week one and that was a mistake but i was a little bit disappointed either way um, now, Jordan Reed is one of those guys can, in, in the receiving game. When he's on the field, he's not going to block worth a lick. Right. But in the receiving game, he uh, i mean, he can be a top three receiving tight end in the NFL. Yeah. He can um, be. He just needs to be healthy and oh, consistent. I, I think he's the best he, receiving tight end in the league right now yeah. if he's healthy. Who's who's better than him right now today? I mean, I'd probably put uh, Kelsey or Gronk over I'd him. I'd put Kelsey. Uh, yeah, Gronk's healthy. Uh, Gronk. Maybe Kelsey. But, well, I mean, Gronk, he's up Gronk's there. Done. I mean, top top three and especially right now it's really weird i mean tight end play just overall yeah it's just really weak down in, in the nfl yeah. right now i mean kelsey injured. looks great gronk looks like gronk I, for Jimmy's broken, finally I coming together up in green bay and then there's reed and then after that you know, maybe Hurts, pretty good 
Playoff Josh Hill, yeah. Actually, he looked like a monster. <laughs> Hill had a good game, yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of those same Redskins weapons were able to, to kind of carve up this defense last year. Tyler, what do you expect out of the Saints defense coming up this Sunday? And also on the flip side, how is our offense going to be able to counter uh, the Redskins' de- defense? Okay, I want to talk about more about the defense. I'm just going to quick yeah. say this about the offense. Uh, Joe, you're absolutely right. I've been saying this weeks. Charlie's been saying it for weeks. Everybody's been saying it. Saints, listen up if you're listening to me. Please, I'm going to go see this game. I want to see the Saints do work. Um, get everybody involved. I've been ranting about it on Twitter, how and people have been <laughs> responding to me. But, yeah, everybody agrees. Like, get everybody else involved. Austin Carr, Cameron Meredith, Ted Good Jr., playoff Josh Hill, everybody. Like, get involved, please. But the defense... last two games, Ben has really come on. Ben played yeah, great sure. against he the Falcons. I appreciate he had him, a couple huge catches against the Giants. Yeah, that's only one player that we need them all. You know what I'm saying, but yeah. he's we're finally having a tight end. And, and Josh played good. Finally, our tight ends are coming into the offense. Yeah, well, luckily. But um, defensive, though, I, I like what we're doing with our front four. Nick Underhill, you know, the guy we've had before, um... Uh, he said uh, actually how Sheldon Rankins has been doing really well, and the last two games have really impressed him. I think he's been a monster when it comes to a front four. He's been there. Cameron Jordan, he got triple teamed against the Giants. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. He's been doing work. Um, Marcus Davenport, the rookie, man, we keep on giving him more snaps. and He is producing. Like I am so sorry for Alex Okafor, but, man, you are losing your job to the rookie, and I am absolutely okay with that. Demario Davis yeah. has been impressing. Everything's been clicking so far, and we we mentioned this before we started to record. I'm I'm almost a little hesitant because like, there's two sides of every coin. Uh, is this like the Saints finally started to get, get back to the 2017? They got some new pieces. Things are clicking, or is this you know like uh oh it was just a Giants things are gonna go bad really quickly against the Redskins kind of game. Like we don't know yet, but I think it's gonna be very very interesting. On all sides of the ball, especially for the Saints defense, though, uh, coming Monday. And hopefully I can report back that things went well, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I'm so excited for you to go to the game and witness it live. <laughs> Me too, man. Um, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Uh, we just passed the 45-minute mark, so we're going to get into uh, the final couple notes here. We're going to do key X factors, and then we're going to go into score predictions, uh, and then we're going to wrap up the show. Joe, thanks again uh, uh, for, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, let's go roundtable with uh, X factors uh, for this game. Give uh, one or two for each sides of the ball. Obviously, uh, we'll cover the Saints, Joe, if you want to get the Redskins. I'll go ahead and start out real quick for the Saints on offense. Um, I think the key is going to be converting on third down, keeping the offense on the field because uh, the Redskins offense is going to be able to uh, utilize a lot of different uh, uh, play style schemes and just weapons, period, uh, with this, uh, the, I guess, you know, uh, problem the Saints have been having, especially with the uh, slot receiver or uh, covering the slot receiver. So um, uh, the defense is going to get tired, I, I believe, in this game. It's a very high possibility. So is our, if our offense is going to be able to stay on the field longer, convert on third down, make some plays, uh, the Saints haven't been doing too well in that department over the first few weeks. Uh, la- uh, last week um, was, was more so the direction they need to be headed, but uh, still some improvement to be made. So that's going to be important. Keep the defense off the field. Keep, keep the offense on. 
and then on the flip side for the defense, um, I really still want to see a little bit more improved uh, play. And I we saw it from Demario Davis, and I will see it again. Some more blitzes with him, uh, some more sacks from him. Um, and overall, just uh, uh, more improved linebacker play because they are, uh, you know, the Swiss Army knives there. They're they're helping out with the run. They're helping out with the pass and covering. And again, with the the weapons and the the play calling that the Redskins possess, uh, it's going to be important for them to be on top of their game. So AJ Klein, uh, Manti Teo, if he's healthy, if not, Demario Davis, Alex Anzalone, Craig Robertson, whoever gets the minutes there, linebacker play, X factor for me on the defense. Uh, Joe Charlie Tyler. Uh, whoever wants to go ahead and go next, uh, key X factors, both sides of the ball for your teams. Is, go ahead. Manti Teo is still in the league? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. He's actually our starting middle linebacker. He's our what? starting middle linebacker when he's healthy. Yes. Oh, I got a fact that check. Is not a, right that is not a lie. This, yes. this can't be true. But no, do you, so do you remember not bad. Do you remember Manti uh, last year in the game when we played the Redskins? You don't remember him? Uh, I remember his non-existent girlfriend from college. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, it. well, I remember. Uh, you have to bring that up. Late in the game, there was a there was a key fourth down stop that actually helped that. get us the overtime, and that was uh, Manti Teo that made that. Oh tip. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Imagine your girlfriend yes. was probably with him too. <laughs> For the life he's of a me, good I base, can't. He's a good base middle linebacker. That, that's what Manti is. He's a solid base middle linebacker. Well, I'll have to take your word for it. I'll be looking for him on Monday. I, I, I'm kind of yeah, shocked. Yeah, we'll just go back little, and rewatch yeah. the game from last No, I'm not, going, I'm not going back to the tape <laughs> last year. I'm, I'm all eyes forward here. But I'll, I'll give you my key. Offensively, the Redskins got to get the uh, they got to get the receivers involved point blank. Adrian Peterson, I think, will get, even if he doesn't get his yards, he's going to get his touches. Jay Gruden will find a way between Peterson and Thompson to grind out first downs. This team is, is actually very good at moving the chains as long as they stay out of third and long situations because you can't just target Reed on every da- on every single third and long. So I, I think the Redskins I think the running backs are gonna get their touches. Peterson with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think he'll you know, if he goes twenty five carries, you know, maybe he doesn't rip a big one, but if he gets twenty five carries, that means the Redskins generally are in the game and it's a close one. And I think that that's uh that's a recipe for success. Jordan Reed, I think, will get his targets, but Josh Jackson Paul Richardson and Jamison Crowder collectively, these three have to be targeted by Alex Smith. You know, even if they don't catch them all, if they get some pass interference calls that go their way, something. But I, I think Alex is going to make an, an, a concerted effort. I think Jay has game plan specifically looking at this Saints defense to take some shots down the field, see if he can work them to the outside and see if he can get, you know, maybe Doxon gets six targets Maybe Crowder gets four or five, and, and Richardson maybe around the same. If he can do that, then I think we're gonna. I think the Redskins will be in good shape defensively up front. I think it's all about pressure. Matt Ioannidis is the name for me. That's the one that I'm gonna be watching. He's the one that I. I wish I could jump on. You know, run like I wish I could jump into my TV and give him a hug every time I see him on on the screen because he he balls out. This is a guy who, you know, really was basically he was slotted to be a backup. And he is just killing it on as as you know part of this front three, and he's doing a fantastic job. Um, you know, Deron Payne has looked very good. Preston Smith has uh, he's looked fine. Mason Foster again leads the team in tackles. The secondary has played. You know, the secondary right now is punching way above their weight class. So I think you know what you get with Josh Norman and DJ Swearinger, but Monte Nicholson, Quinton Dunbar, even Fabian Moreau, they they've all played well. And I think again, I think just on paper. This this Redskins defense matches up really really well with the Saints offense. So I I like the Skins in this one, but they gotta they gotta find a way to score points. They're not gonna beat the Saints 
only scoring uh, 17 to 20 points. They're going to have to find a way to get into the 30s, and I, and there's no way to do that without the receivers getting involved. So the, the, that's that's the big one for me. Doxson in particular, if he if Josh can't if he's targeted four times in the first half and can't catch one of them, they should just cut him at halftime. It's just over. It's over. Hmm. It's done. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, it's interesting. I I think there are a lot of factors a lot of factors in play here. You know, I think offensively, uh, I say it every week. I'm gonna say it every week until it really really happens. All the playmakers, not including uh, Alan Kamara and Michael Thomas. Uh, Mark Ingram, I mean, that's iffy. You know he's going to get touches. So all those other people I I named before, you're on watch. I'm watching you. Uh, I wish I could make a second sign. I'm bringing down a sign that's saying I'm from Syracuse, New York, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Look at me. But um, I I should have made a sign that said, like, what would you say? I, I you gotta you gotta give me a little. It's not it's not just blah 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 sign, man. It's it's just, oh, it's, so it's I help I help to make it, man. It's already packed. Yeah, but um, I said uh, I forget it. I'll mention it in the review episode. Okay. I'm on right here, but um, just I should have made a second sign that said all these other Saints weapons. I'm looking at you because they're not really doing anything. And it bugs me. The defense, I think it's all going to come down to the front four. Joe, you mentioned the pressure from the Redskins. I'm going to mention the pressure from the Saints. I think uh, that's going to be a huge factor. If we can get a, a really pretty good quarterback in Alex Smith on his toes, you know, maybe scrambling here, scrambling there. I mean, look look what we did with Tyrod Taylor and the Browns, you know. And, you know, like, I, I think if we could do that, I think that would really help us going forward. And just because I'm here and I've got the time to mention it, we had a poll, you know, on our Who That Dish podcast account. Make sure you check it out at the WDV podcast on Twitter. We mentioned – um you know, uh, what do you think is going to be the score? We had four options. The Saints win by one to eight points. Saints win by eight plus points. Skins win by one to eight points. Or Skins win by eight plus points. The final uh, is still going on, guys. So Redskins fans, if you're listening to this, make sure to vote. Same thing with you, Saints fans. We uh, So far, it's 53% leading. Saints win by eight plus points. So I'll just say it right now. My prediction is the Saints win 31-21. That's my score prediction and my X factor. So... Uh, I like it. I will say the one thing, this isn't necessarily an X factor. I mean, one thing I'll say about the Redskins is, um, you know, since the Gibbs era, or actually really since the second coming of Gibbs, the Redskins have been horrendous in primetime games. I mean, really bad. I don't know if that's a thing. Like if that, it's a thing, you know, like how they say some guys are injury prone, but it's really it's really that they're not injury prone. It's just they they happen to get all the crappy injuries. Maybe the Redskins just always have tough matchups in these night games. But the Redskins, you know, over the last 20 to 25 primetime games have have just played poorly for whatever reason through different coaching uh, regimes, through different quarterbacks. Um, but I'll say the, the the X factor for this for this game, the key for the Saints in this game is to jump out early. They have to start fast. The crowd has to be going ballistic. Yeah. The offense needs to be clicking. You know what I mean? Like it has to be a fast, a typical, uh, you know, New Orleans Saints uh, Superdome night game in primetime. That's that's what this game needs to be. And if that is, and if that's the case, I'm kind of with you, uh, Tyler. I, I think it could be a yeah. 31 to 21 kind of game. I can see that. In in you know if if we start fast if it's if it's kind of like a slow dog fight, well, the Saints could win you know something like twenty seven to twenty four. Um, you know I'm not I'm not completely ruling out the fa- or ruling out the possibility of the Redskins winning. The Redskins can absolutely beat us if if their defense does come together the way that it is and that um, 
the team that that we saw versus the Cardinals and the Packers is more so the team than the team we saw against the Colts. The Colts, you know, they they kept the Redskins out of the end zone. I mean, the the Saints' offense is much better than the Colts. I think the matchup favors the Saints only be, uh, not only because, but mostly in in part because it's a prime time prime time game in the dome, and we're fully healthy, which we like we haven't been fully healthy in forever. When we played the the Skins last year. We had injuries. Marshawn Lattimore got hurt that game and was out. Um, you know our line is ready to go. Mark Ingram's back. My, so offensive side of the ball, start fast. Defensive side of the ball, keep everything in front of you. Don't give up any big plays. For sure. Uh, I, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Joe, I did. If you want to right now, go ahead. If you have a uh, exact score to score prediction, uh, if you want to give that. So this is a little bit of a running bit on, on uh, the defeat the curse po- the defeat the curse podcast. But I uh, I did some analysis and I think the Redskins will win fifty to three. That's my. I remember that's you did this prediction. last year too. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you said you said it was like going to be fifty-five to zero or something like that. I remember that. That's yeah. right. Fifty to three oh is my is gosh. my. That, now that makes an interesting poll. Hey, that's that, right. That's where Redskins fans. Uh, that's some insight into the mind of a Redskins <laughs> fan. But look, on paper, I think I think it'll be. Uh, I, I it should be high scoring. Be I'm thinking something 30, 36-ish, 37-ish to twenty-nine ish, but. For whatever reason, my gut's telling me that they're not going to get to the they're not going to get to that fifty two points. It's going to be under. I think it's going to be a little sloppy, a little ugly, um, and I'm okay with that because I think that favors the Redskins. Anytime Drew Brees is having a bad game, that's a that's a that's a positive for his opponent. So don't um, jinx us. <laughs> well, I'm trying to. I'm try- I'm actively trying to jinx you actually. So I'm gonna go. Uh, let's go with something odd. Let's go like Redskins eighteen to twelve or something weird and there wacky. But okay. I think it'll be low scoring. Um, the war of eighteen twelve. Something exactly. I, I <laughs> think I think Adrian Peterson is the key here. If he if he does what he did against Arizona, keeps Drew Brees off the field, I think the Redskins can get a win and they won't need a ton of points. But um, as unlikely it is as it is, I'll go eighteen twelve and give me the under on the points. I I, I do think it's going to be a little bit more uh, of a defensive shootout than an offensive shootout, especially compared to last year's game. Uh, but we will wait and see. Monday night is going to be seven fifteen p.m. Uh, New Orleans time, Central kickoff, um, 5.15 p.m. Pacific time and 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. Um, So be sure to check that out, Uh, especially, obviously, if you're a Saints or Redskins fan listening. It's going to be a a great game, regardless, in the Dome. Tyler will be there. We might get to see some history. Most likely, we'll get to see some history. Um, But we'll just have to wait and see and tune in on uh, ESPN uh, this upcoming Monday. So, um, again, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much to everybody tuning in. If you want to go and plug away at uh, everything you got going on again, Joe, before we uh, sign off on here, again, appreciate you coming on. And, uh, yeah, go and plug away and let the people know where they can find you. Thank you very much. It's been awesome. I, I love talking football. I love talking football with you guys. I hope I hope the Redskins oh, bring the uh, the SmackDown to New Orleans on Monday night. You can find anything related <laughs> to – we are we are at Defeating the Curse on Twitter. You can find us pretty much anywhere on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Defeat the Curse. You can find the podcast called Defeating the Curse on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and pretty much anywhere you can find – podcast there's some original writing and content as well on defeatthecurse.com um it's it's been awesome boys thank you very much for having me and for uh, for having our show back on love these crosstalk sessions um and and hopefully this one ends better for redskins fans this year than it did last mm. year uh, can't always play the saints tough man it's always a tough game for the saints even when we're flying high
can't be much worse than last year, though. So I yeah, guess right. That's a, that's well, a I don't know. The but... 2009 game was pretty. Was yeah, pretty it was. Yeah. I, I was I was sitting like three rows back from the Redskins bench when when Meacham stripped the ball from uh, mm. Raheem mm. Moore. I think it was wow. the safety. He uh, he yeah he picked the, off the, through. The yeah, Redskins bench looked like they wanted to throw up. Mm. That was I that very vivid memory for me too. I remember watching that on TV live with my dad. That was crazy. Also, I totally forgot to give my exact score prediction. I'm going just under on the spread. Uh, I'm going 28 to 24. Saints get the win. Uh, so it's 52 and a half. Yeah, I'm going 52. Uh, Dang, no points for Will Lutz. That's, so that's that that was my thinking too. Um, but you, also in my score, I have a feeling like uh, the Saints are actually going to get two field goals, and then they'll they'll have a couple of two point conversions. I'm not I'm not sure. But it's take some time. Based, I like it. Based off of last week, though, Will Lutz uh, bailed us out of that game. Uh, we For should have sure. scored a lot of times. And, and you guys will listen to that in the review. Uh, of the Giants game, but yeah, uh, 28, 24 saints. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be hard to not have Will Lutz kicking some field goals there, especially after last week. So, um, we'll just have to wait and see, but, um, Charlie, uh, everybody can find you on Twitter at St. Charlie. Anything else you want to say before we sign off? Um, yeah. Chalk talk. Charlie did not happen today. Uh, chalk talk. Charlie for the Giants will probably happen sometime Thursday and uh, be looking for that. My impersonation of Baldy breakdowns. It actually (laughs) might've, it might've dropped if you're already listening to this. So uh, be sure to check that out. Follow him at St. Charlie Tyler passing off to you, man. Thanks. Oh, before I do the classic sign off, I found the photo. Here it is. Saints fans. I made it from Syracuse, New York to new Orleans to see saints football. If you see me on TV, tag (laughs) me at Raymond Tyler M please. I want to see my face, my gorgeous, gorgeous face. Oh, and um, also, Saints fans, if you're brand new listening to this podcast, I'm bringing a crap ton of index cards, business cards with the Who That Tips podcast on it. I'm going to be passing them out during the Saints game. If you are listening to this, well, welcome to the Who That Dish podcast. Uh, yeah, we're a great podcast show. Speaking of which, here's where you can find our social media. Um, Twitter, like we said, uh, St. Charlie, Raymond Tyler M, at Dean underscore, Brown underscore. Those were our three. Uh, three Twitter accounts, you know, the, the trio, the Saints trio were awesome. At the WDV podcast is where you can find the official podcast account. Facebook, com, uh, our Facebook group, Dish, where you can find all the amazing articles, the podcasts, everything. As far as we can find these specific podcast episodes, Spreaker.com and iTunes. You should live it there. You should live it up. Live it with the Saints fans. It's awesome. We know we're awesome. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, again, yes, thanks sir. to Joe for coming on to the show. Uh, thank you guys uh, who have tuned in. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I'll support your show. <clears throat> also, be sure to go to whodatdish.com to check out fantastic articles. If you're not living there, you should be. Rate us and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys very soon. And as always, who that?